This is BMI Redefined with Jin and Mo. Welcome back to BMI Redefined with Jen and Mo. Yay. Yay! Here we are back again. Yes, we are back. And where are we? We are in your dining room with a decluttered table. <laughs> yes, and we are going to be talking a little bit about self sabotaging and self limiting behaviors today and, and attitude. And attitude, that's right. And I'm in procrastination. Throw that in there, too. I should have cleaned up this dining room about four months ago, and now I did. It's here. Well, (laughs) you know, we just intentionally do that, right? I just put it off. Right. (laughs) It was my my choice. Right. (laughs) And we said we were going to do something, and we don't. And we just say, well, forget it. Just put it off. Put it off. Well, you know me, my to-do list, Mm -hmm. I just move it to the next day. Right. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. And eventually it either gets done or it just moves off the whole. I agree with that. (laughs) I agree with that. 100%. So what are we going to do today? We are going to talk about, in a very timely manner, overcoming self-sabotage. I would really like to learn how to do that. Well, what do we talk about what exactly is self-sabotage. Okay. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> okay. Well, if you think about it, is being in our head, mm-hmm. overthinking, and just, just self-limiting getting, thoughts, right? Self-limiting thoughts. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I could never do this, or I can't do this, or things like that, that we just limit our behaviors by thinking we cannot do something when in actuality, we could probably achieve it. Right. If we just take the right steps and have a plan. And... Also trying to get, you know, into why we have fears, fears of failure, or some of us have fears of success. Fear of success. Yeah. Fear of success. Because if you do something and you do it well, then there are expectations on you and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. There's responsibilities that come with success. Right. And I mean, it is normal to feel this way. Right. And then the fear of failure is kind of like, it's the public Right. Criticism or whatever. Right. Um, Or afraid you're not going to do it well enough. Well, and then our own self-criticisms, too. I'm my own worst critic. I think you are, too, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people are. A little voice in your head. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't do this. All right. You Mm -hmm. can't do that. Right. You know. So ultimately, within our talk today, we're going to talk about developing self-confidence and all that to kind of overcome some of that, right? Sounds good to me. Okay. Okay. So along that road, we were talking about fearful thoughts, and somebody I like to listen to, mm-hmm. I quote every now and then, is Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. He's and so funny. He is oh, so gosh. hilarious. He has quite a story. Um, but he said, to be successful, you're going to have to jump. And then he goes on to say that your parachute's not going to open immediately, and you're going to hit some rocks and barriers. But ultimately, you'll soar. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you don't jump, and you just stay in your comfort zone all the time, you'll never know if you could have the success that might be out there for you. Right. Yeah. So, kind of getting over that fear, like Les Brown was talking about, fear just being in our head. Mm-hmm. You know that it's not. I mean, there is, there are tangible fears like like don't jump into a fire, don't touch a hot stove. You know, there are things like right, that. Right. 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 Um, 
yeah, don't don't go sailing in a hurricane, that kind of thing. But we just make, <laughs> I know, it's, I'm so random sometimes. But, you know, those fears are often made up in our heads. The fear of, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that are often self-imposed. The fear of success, you may make excuses. The fear of failure, you're always making excuses to put yourself back in why I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You think that's just staying in your comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But if we just stay in one place or stay in our comfort zone, we don't ever know. We don't know where we could be. Right. Mm-hmm. And something Albert Einstein said um, was that imagination is everything. Mm-hmm. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'll have a, a great idea, something in your imagination. And then, you know, Steve Harvey talks about this too. You go tell people in your life about it and then they shoot it down. Like, no, you can't do that. So sometimes the can'ts are externally imposed upon us. Exactly. When exactly. they might say that because they didn't have that vision in their head. That vision mm-hmm. is in your own head. Mm-hmm. And and you think about all the visions that have come into existence. Like we both have cell phones sitting right here on the table. Exactly, and right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really amazing how many imagination and visions have come into fruition, if you will. Right. Yeah. And how many of those, though, have not come into fruition because of self-limiting beliefs. Exactly. And Man, you just bring it all back around, Mo. Right? I know, about, right? Because I was kind of a tangent there. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But it's also with us, too, starting our own business. Right. And we have felt that. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of... We've opened up our parachute many times, but we've hit a lot of rocks along yeah. the way. Pandemic being one, and then just things in our own personal lives. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I think we have both, well, not I think, I know, we have both made a decision that we're just going to go forward and make it happen, right? Right, right. And get out of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. of just thinking of ideas and writing things down (laughs) and getting our scratch pads out, you know, but finally making a decision. This is what we want to do. This is where we're going. We're going to get out there. We're going to do it. And we're going to focus on helping people and giving service to other people and putting our experiences out there to help others. Exactly. Because everybody has a story. Right. We have a story. Every single person out there has a story. And so many people do feel that they are limited in some way. I mean, it's all like, like they're told, oh, you'll never be enough or you're not. But we all, we're all enough. Right. We've been saying that from the very beginning of this project, that we are enough to accomplish what we're feeling called to, to accomplish. Right. A lot of the self-limiting behaviors, your ego gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And the ego says, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Or or the ego says, well, you can do so much more than that. Well, and we get back to when you were talking about getting that new job or taking on a new project or what have mm-hmm. you, the whole mm-hmm. idea of competing commitments and you know where your mind goes as far as what kind of time do you have? And I I find myself mm-hmm. like I'm working on a book writing project right now, and I'll, I'll be finding myself saying, "Well, I need to really spend a couple hours on that, but I only have like 50 minutes." Right, right. 
Right. Exactly. So yeah. I need to spend that 50 minutes on it. Right. And you know, we I'm, have the time We to have do the it. time. There's 24 <laughs> right. hours in every day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, so, but I think the thing is, is that, you know, it is normal for all of us to feel this way. It really is. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to mean or mean that you are being in self-sabotage um, mode. Um, you know, it could just be a blip in the road, right? Oh, losing your mojo. Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. Oh, well, okay. You know? Well, that makes me think of our their trans-theoretical model of behavioral change that we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. You know, about the mm-hmm. pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action. Right. And there's something in there that's in on that circle that we see called relapse. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get to the maintenance. So we're going after a goal. Right. And what... What? Relapse? What do you mean, well, what do you mean have, by that? Right, exactly. So you have like, you know, the, it, this is where we have the pre-contemplation, the contemplation, and then what else do we have? Preparation and then action. Preparation and then right. action. And and then maintenance, right? Right, right. Okay. So the action, though, is where we kind of lose sometimes our focus. Yeah, and momentum. And momentum. And when we get to that action and we lose our momentum and it lasts for two or three or four months, then it becomes a self-sabotage. But if we lose it for like a day or two, you know, and so, get right back on it. Right, get right back on it. We don't need to wait till next Monday or no, whatever. Just get right Not back. even a day. Just no, get, get right back, back on, on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And mm-hmm. but I think people get into a funk, you know, like they Right. Oh, I I met, I didn't eat right yesterday, or I didn't get my workout in, and oh. I never feel that. <laughs> but well, yeah, I know what you mean. Some of us I feel know. that way if we miss a workout that right. you know we need to make up for it in some ways. We'll, well talk later, but um, right anyway. So yeah, and I just don't let that throw you off track completely, though. And the thing is, is that you know you have to recognize it. You know what's going on, uh-huh. really. What is happening here? Why am I not getting back on track? What is the issue here? And then actually, you know, articulate what it is. You know, what are we really afraid of? Why am I not getting on that Peloton? Mm -hmm. Why am I not going downstairs and working out? What is it that you're afraid of? I don't know if I'm afraid of anything. What is it? Yeah, I'm, it wa- eat me. I'm waving. <laughs> it's going to eat me. <laughs> no. Well, there was that. So I, I had I took that picture. Yeah. When I was stopped in traffic the other day, mm-hmm. and there was that trailer and truck in front of me in the rain, mm-hmm. and all that exercise equipment was on that trailer, and I thought, okay, one of two things are happening. There, mm-hmm. there. It was. It wasn't even stacked real neatly. So either <laughs> they bought it. They're headed home in the rain. They're going to put their home gym together and get on it. Go get those goals. Or they're taking it. They've thrown in the towel and they're taking it to the dump. <laughs> one or, one, one or, or the, the other. One or the other. One or the other. There's not exactly. a lot of in between on that. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. So I was trying to, I was on the way to teach a workout class. So I was trying to have a positive attitude going, okay, they're probably going home. Today. Right. Yeah, there but you it go. was like. Not covered in not the covered. rain. Nope. It was not covered nope. in the rain. No, nope. no. Nope. So, you know, but what I, I was kind of thinking, mm-hmm. what was going through their mind? I mean, yeah. if they had thrown in the towel as a trainer, I guess I was just kind of thinking, mm-hmm. what what flips that switch? Mm-hmm. And how do you flip it back on? 
And that is the question. Mm-hmm. And I think it's at that crucial point, you have to figure out the implicit into the explicit. Right? Okay. Expound Go. on that. Um, well, and that's that. I think that's kind of what I meant was that, you know, you have to figure out, you have to recognize what's going on. Right. In your head. In your head. Then go ahead and articulate it. I mean, either write it down or speak out loud because I think once we articulate something that to ourselves, then we have brought that unconscious mind into the conscious mind. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once you articulate it, it's like, oh, well, how has that worked for me in the past? Right. How has that really worked for me? Yeah. Not getting not getting on the bike. Right. How has that worked for you in the past? Not well. Not well. <laughs> no. No. Right? Right. But there's so much that we have learned in our imprint in our younger years on how to handle things from how we learn from our parents, from school, from friends or whatever. And we've brought that into our adult life. And for some people, it just doesn't work anymore. You have to change it up. You have to think about it and you have to think, okay, how can I now make better choices for myself? I am now in control of who I am. Right. Not my parents, not my siblings, not my partner, no one. You know, I'm in control of who I am. I love it. Yeah. And I need to make those decisions for me, not right. expect others to make those decisions for myself. Well, we're looking at what's in our best interest, you know, for our mm-hmm. bodies, for our minds, images, BMI, body, mind, image. So what's in the best interest of that? And that's our decision, our own internal decisions to make those choices. Mm-hmm. We all have competing parts. Like, for example, let's take me with exercise. Okay, okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. So part of me... Oh, I meant you... I thought we were going to go exercise. No, right? <laughs> but part of me wants to reach a goal. Right. Part of me has these smart goals. I want to reach this goal. I want to do this. The other part of me is committed to staying right where I am. I'm fine. I don't need to do this. I'm good. Oh, and the, the the two words. I'm good. I know. Oh, don't get me started <laughs> right? on that. So that's like one that's one part of me that says, "Oh, I'm good," or "I know." Well, I don't know anything, and no, I'm not good. You can always be better. <laughs> There's always room for self improvement. And you don't know everything. No. And if you say I know, you really don't know. Yeah. So that's all I have to say on that. But um, you know, but then the other part of me really does want to complete this goal. So how do I bring the two together so that there's not like a huge conflict? Can work out with me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you fun. compromise, right? You compromise the two parts. I wouldn't call me a compromise. Well, I have to compromise inside my head. Yes oh, and yeah. no. Okay. So what's a good compromise? Well, I, I know this is good. I'm fine. I'm good. I know. However, I have a friend who's willing to work out with me, so let's yes. go do that. Perfect. Right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, but it's, of course, believing that. Well, that yeah, and that's a getting into that articulating it, like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. but then you've got to actually buy into that after you've said it. And here's the thing. So, okay, what is the worst thing that will happen to me if I work out? You might get a little sore. 
Okay. Right? Right. Sweat. Do you like that pause there? <laughs> yeah, sweat. Get oh. tired. Huh? You might get tired. Oh, I tired. Personally... I thought you said get fired. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> get tired. Got it. Or, you know, I might, the worst thing that could possibly happen to me, to me personally, is because I don't work out a lot. Well, is I'm, I not, could, I'm not one of those trainers that unless you, you know, I could puke, pull something. puke, bleed, or die. No, I'm I not know. one of those trainers. No, I'm I know. Not. But if I like pulled something, okay, that. No, but, we're going to stretch. You're not going to pull anything. But I'm just saying, anyone can convince themselves of anything. Right. Yeah. And I would say I'm more pessimistic than you are. Absolutely. Yep, 100%. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. <laughs> so I can tell my conscious mind anything, really, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, have a strategy and saying that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and, you know, be mindful of my thoughts and my feelings. But I can take that either a positive way or a negative way. And I think that's kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. in the very beginning is your attitude right. towards something. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to have a negative attitude, then that's a choice you've made. And how do you, but how do you get out of that funk? That's, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and having a negative attitude is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is, and it's self-sabotage. Right, exactly. Self-sabotage, you you wake up, you have a negative attitude to start off, and that's the way your day goes. You wake up, you have a positive attitude, and and even, I mean, stuff happens during the day, but you'll have a different different, different response to it. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when I would get up and do a math test, I would go and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do so poorly on this because... You know, my mom's not good in math. My dad's my dad's good in math, but my mom's not good in math, you know. So that would set me up. All mm-hmm. I'm already making an excuse of how I'm going to do on that math test. Because I know I'm probably not going to do as well as I would like to do. So I'm already making excuses. So does that get into, uh, what's that phrase? Tribal, Tribal shame. Yes, tribal mm-hmm. shame, tribal mm-hmm. tendencies, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, things that we do to what avoid um, stepping out stepping of our, out of our tribe. Yeah, right, your comfort zone. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mind blown, man. I mean, how many families do you know that are, and you know, and it's lovely. They're so 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 close, right? Mm-hmm. They're super close, right? And I I am extremely close to my family, right. like big time. And I know that I made decisions in my life that hindered and limited. I, I limited myself because I was close to my family and I didn't want to, I don't know how to explain it. Jump. Jump. Yeah, I didn't want to jump. You know, because yeah. I because if I jumped, then I wouldn't be quote unquote connected to that tribe but you can still jump and be connected to your right. tribe you don't have to all be doing the same thing no or, or you don't you don't all have to share a comfort zone and you don't have to right. follow what your mom did and follow what your dad did and mm-hmm. follow all of it you can do your own thing mm-hmm. and be your own person but still be connected to the tribe absolutely and and following your visions and imaginations and what come what comes to mind 
you can still follow those passions mm-hmm. and those dreams and still have, you know, a tribal connection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. That is very cool, Mo. And you're taking control of your person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. stepping out of that is can be fearful, you know? A lot of this is based on fear, I believe. It is. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. And mm-hmm. But as we've talked about a few moments ago, that fear, there's like legitimate physical fears and things out there in the world, but then there's the ones that we conjure up in our minds. So how do we, Mo, develop self-confidence to actually battle the self-sabotage or self-limiting behaviors? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we do that? One story comes to mind, if I may mm-hmm. jump in. So early on in training, or being trained by a trainer, my trainer, Matt, decided one day that I was going to do box jumps. Okay, I had never done box jumps. This was many years ago. And I told him, there's no way. I said, I have a metal hip, and I have metal in my limbs, and there's no way. He said, Cindy, you just ran around the track 10 times. You got this. You've been doing burpees all afternoon. You got this. And I said, but I can't. So he runs to his office, brings back a roll of that blue painter's tape. You know, we've all seen, we've all used it. He starts putting lines on the gym floor, you know, about a foot apart, two feet apart, three feet. And he has me jumping on the floor (laughs) and hit it every time, every time. 10 minutes later, I was doing the box jump. Hmm. It was all in my head, Mo, because I thought with a metal hip, you know, it's not going to act like the other one, and I'm going to jump, and one leg's going to go one way, and one's going to go the other, and I'm going to fall flat on my face, and it was a total fear of failure. Hmm. It was all in my head. Yeah, we self-limit ourselves, and we self-limit really who we can be. Mm -hmm. But if we just took the world with abandon might be more fun. It would be more fun, and there would, we would have more moments of success and more moments of achievement and more moments of joy. And mm-hmm. it's just really realizing that we bring on this whole attitude of, of self-sabotage. We bring it on ourselves. Just thinking, try, you know, the attitude. I guess it gets back to attitude in a lot of ways. Just trying to have a more positive outlook like you say, some explicit outcome Mm -hmm. and just finding that and recognizing that. And like you say, articulating that and writing down or saying and what's going on. And, and I think that can, you think words or vocalizing something can kind of help change our mind a bit. Yeah. And I also think that if you think are thinking something negative in your life, try to think of three positive things because that is a that is also a really good measure to be like, okay, yeah, this is really, I'm getting in my head, things are not going well. However, if I choose to do this, what are three positive things that can come from it? And what are three positive things that are happening in my life right now that I would like to continue going forward with, you know, to help support that? Not to be cliche, but the attitude of gratitude. <laughs> right? The attitude okay. of gratitude. I had to say it. Just think about things that you're thankful for, like you said. Three exactly. good things happen in your life. Love it. Right. Love it. Yeah. And, you know, and I always tell my students to hang in there, work hard, don't just show up, but put in the effort. 
you know, and if you put in the effort, you're going to reap the rewards, right? Mm -hmm. You know, be present and be asking yourself questions, be asking yourself, why am I, why am I choosing to do this to myself? Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. And you, it's hard to have a good answer for why you're imposing self-sabotaging thoughts on yourself. There really is no good answer. There is no good answer. Mm -hmm. However, there is an answer because it's happening. Right. And so you have to just be in the present and it's something that we just all have to remember. Well, it's a it's a it's a questioning. You're questioning yourself, you're questioning your thoughts, you're mm-hmm. questioning, you know, why you're having why are you so in your head? Why are mm-hmm. you having these behaviors and why are you doubting yourself? Mhm. I mean, it, you're you're questioning yourself. Mhm. And then trying to, then what do you do with the answers? Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you think, well, does that really hold water? Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole fear thing that Les Brown was talking about, it's, it's in outside our heads. Mm-hmm. So if there's nothing physical or tangible that is causing us to be afraid, then we need to think our way out of it. So what my daddy always said was, even if you don't know where you're going, look like you know where you're going, and you'll figure it out along the way. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, be present. Yeah, be present and enjoy what's coming along with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the way to get rid of self sabotage or to think through self sabotage is to think about why you're doing it, mm-hmm. because there's always a deeper reason. Ah, uh, that's a good point. That's like a whole nother podcast, Mo. Mm, yeah. Finding our why. <laughs> Finding our why, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I think we are wrapping this up. What do you think? I think so. Yay. It's been good. It's been good. This was a good talk. So uh, what are you going to do today? Actually, since it's almost lunchtime, <laughs> I was thinking we might make something healthy and then probably go downstairs for a workout. What about you? Yeah, um, so I have to actually have lunch with you, and then I'm going to go pick up my child from school. Okay. So there you go. Sounds good. Sounds good? Yeah. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This has been fun. It has been fun. Do you want to close us out? Yes. uh, We just thank you for joining us today for BMI Redefined with Jen and Mo. Yeah, so you guys have a great, awesome day, awesome week, and we will see you and hear from you next time. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. If you have enjoyed us and you would like to hear more, please contact us at bmiredefined at gmail.com to schedule a consultation or to make an appointment for us to present at your next company meeting. We lead workshops, lunch and learns, seminars, and we are available as keynote speakers. We tailor our presentation to fit your exact needs.